0: today's thursday december 28th the title for our devotional is complete joy remember this week we're looking at the last verse in 1 john 1 1 through 4 which says we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete john closes his opening section to this letter's introduction by saying that his reason for writing is so that our joy may be complete The term for complete can carry a few different connotations. First, it can refer literally to filling something up, that is like fill a water bottle. It can refer to the completion of a time period, like the end of an era. It can refer to finishing something that has already begun, like completing a task. It can also mean to bring something to its designated end, that is fulfillment. Here it most likely means combo of three and four. Their joy has already begun in their collective faith in the gospel. By remaining in the truth that John is writing in this letter, their collective joy will be brought to completeness. The participle, maybe complete, is also passive, which implies, again, a divine passive, that their joy is given by God as a result of their salvation and the gift of the Spirit. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, remember, in Galatians 2.22. If they remain in their faith in the gospel together, God will bring their joy to completion, is what he's saying. Joy is a big theme in John's writing. John ends his second... Letter in a very similar way that he begins his first here in 2 John 12. It's only one chapter. We read, Though I have many things to write to you, I don't want to do so with paper and ink. Instead, I hope to be with you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. In his gospel, he notes Jesus saying something similar in the farewell discourse, John 15 11. He says, I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Again, that's John's gospel. Jesus saying that in the farewell discourse. These passages are most likely pulling from Psalm 1611, which says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Through faith in the gospel, we are brought into fellowship with God, where we can experience his presence. In his presence, then, our joy is complete. However, remember he says, our joy. Uh, This joy is meant to be shared collectively, so it's not just me as an individual sharing in this joy, It is all of God's people, collectively. His audience will experience the joy that John has experienced when they remain in the gospel by holding true to the teaching of the apostles. Remaining in fellowship with God, basking in the presence of God, brings the fullness of joy. For John, seeing believers remaining in fellowship with God in the believing community completes his joy, he says. He has interwoven his mission in life with God's mission that seeing others stay in fellowship with God just adds so much to his joy and fulfills it. This experience of joy in the gospel is why the angels announced at the birth of Jesus in Luke 2, 10-11. Gotta tie this into Christmas, right? And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That is, I bring you the angelion, gospel of great joy that will be for all people. What is this good news of great joy? Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ, the Lord. Notice, again, tying into this theme as well, uh, a Savior, Christ, the Lord. Those are statements, those are theological statements about who Jesus is. He's the Savior. He's Christ. He's God in flesh. He is the Lord, This picture of the Christian life is far from the common stereotype of religious people in our culture. Many people visualize Christianity as a life of saying no to everything fun. No alcohol, no sex, no bad words, no partying, etc. It's not only what Christians say no to that appears joyless, it's what Christians have to do that also appears joyless. We have to go to church, we have to pray, we have to serve, we have to read the Bible. Boring, right? All too often, the way we Christians live and talk about these things only confirms these presuppositions. Instead, however, Christians, we have to reframe our perspective on this. We ought to demonstrate that fullness of joy is found in the pursuit of the presence of God. We live a holy lifestyle because God knows the path to the fullness of life, and he's revealed that to us in Jesus. It's the best way to live. We practice the Christian disciplines to experience more of the presence of God because being with God is just so great, it's so awesome, there's nothing better. It seems backwards, but the result of this kind of life is complete joy in the presence of God, which we can experience now in part in the new creation in full. So Christian, live with joy in the fellowship that you share with God and others, in belief in the gospel. So for reflection time, where are you looking for fullness of joy? Are you looking to find fullness of joy in yourself? Are you expecting someone else to complete your joy? A spouse, a friend, a parent, a child? Are you expecting something else to complete your fullness of joy? A new job, a new house, a new car, a new tool, a new outfit? Repent of any other source you're looking in to find fullness of joy. Commit to finding your fullness of joy in the one who can only truly give it. Commit to finding the fullness of joy in the life revealed. Then secondly, would you describe your service for God in the church as completing your joy? Like John, you are called to help others remain in the truth of the gospel in your role in the church. Does that bring you joy?